Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, senior writer at Heavy.com and the host of the Scoop B radio podcast. You know, I got to check out my guy, Austin D, because he's making it happen on Austin D Radio. Thanks for the intro, Scoop. You guys are tuning in to another episode of Austin D Radio with your boy, Austin D. And on this episode, we'll be revisiting chapter four of the Battle of L.A. between the Lakers and the Clippers. Michael Jordan and his brand donating $2.5 million to the fight against voter suppression in the African-American community. The NBA is looking to hold next season in a possible bubble location. With playing games on the line, who snags the eighth spot out in the Western Conference? And a new edition of the Fire Round that involves hip-hop artist J. Cole recently showing up to a Foot Locker store over the weekend. But before we get started, I have a very special guest in the studio who has never beat me on my podcast. You guys can find this podcast on Spotify and other streaming platforms titled Take a Chance Podcast and follow his Instagram at blessed underscore VJ. The one and only Mr. Vladimir Cadet joins me in the studio. What's up, man? How you doing, man? Hey, you sound very good. I'm not going to lie, man. That thing sound, hey, that, that audio is nice, man. I need to get me one myself, my, myself, man. You sounding nice and clear. Hey, man, you know, I, I try to surprise the audience this time. You know, I was, uh, I was like, man, you know, it's about time for me to invest in myself. I'm just like, you know what? You know, I, I got to, you know, I always say, you know, quality content, you know, my slogan, you know, trying to promote my podcast. But it's like, you know, what what good is that? I'm giving you NBA news. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you a podcast. True. Now it's time to get that quality content, you know, round out that trifecta. That's true, man. You got to. Hey, man, if you want to take that next step, man, you always got to bet on yourself and take it from there, man. It starts with you first. Man, you got you got that right, man. You got that right. So we finna go ahead and start with the nba news that's right man so before we get go ahead and get dive directly in you know to you know pure basketball i just want to take a second out and i really just want to applaud the nba and what we're doing because you know it, it's one thing to talk about it you know the the players association you know you know to kind of plan how this how this bubble is going to work and you know to focus on black lives matter and social injustice reform and all that stuff um actually just seeing it and you're seeing the players kneel and showing they're showing their support with the social message jerseys on the back social messages on the back of the jerseys excuse me i just thought it was you know i, I thought it was something that was very enlightening and you no know, it, it was it was nice to see the players you know whether you're superstar or not it was it was nice to see that and it was it, it was just it was just all around it was nice to see that kind of overall atmosphere surrounding the nba comeback because you know at the end of the day you know when you take off that basketball jersey america just sees you as a black man and and also wanted to point out. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to Donovan Mitchell because after his press game conference, after the during his press game conference after the first game against the New Orleans Pelicans, he pulled out a bullet, bulletproof vest with um with multiple names of African Americans who were unfortunately killed due to pol- police brutality. And he's on the vest that said "Am I next?" So I thought that was definitely something that that definitely deserved attention as well. But Vlad, what is, what is your thought been surrounding the um, surrounding the NBA restart? Hey man, it's, you just uttered everything that I just said. Cause I do remember, um, cause I know I know if you heard of this story too. Uh, Jimmy Butler, how he wanted to, he didn't want it to wear anything on the back of his jersey. Of course, the NBA didn't approve of it, but he said the reason why he wanted to do that is because, you know, like you just said, once you take that jersey off, you're just a regular person at the end of the day. You feel me? Nobody's gonna, of course, yes, you're a basketball player, whether you're a superstar or a bench player, whatever it is. But at the end of the day. Once you take off that jersey, you're just a regular person, just like we are. And plus, we're the same color as well, too. And we've been having this conversation back and forth for many episodes, you know, even from from the playmakers back at FAMU and, you know, people way before us. 
we've been having this conversation, you know, just justice for, for us black people because we just wanted it to be treated as equal. You know, it's it's just been an ongoing fight for so long. And to see the NBA, you know, honestly, I want to give credit to Adam Silver. The fact that he's giving these guys so much leeway and giving them the, the chance and opportunity to, you know, make them, you know, use their platform to speak out on these type on these issues that's going on today and to see everybody unifying together that that's that's honestly a big thing for me right there man because at the end of the day we're all one and we're all equal i don't see me better than you i don't see me better than the next person or whatnot i mean of course we compete we have fun that's you know that's 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 what it is at the end of the day it's all funny games but at the end of the day like we all want to be treated with respect and be treated as people you feel me i don't want you to look at me and see only my color, like, you know, you feel me, see me as an equal, see me as one, so I like what the NBA is doing, man, I, I like it, and like, you know, to your credit, what Donovan Mitchell did with that vest, that's, that's dope, man, that, that, that's a nice respect. That is, but anyway, let's move on to some more positive news, so chapter four of the Battle of LA did take place earlier this week as the LA Lakers defeated the Clippers 103-101, to Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis dropped in a smooth 34 points, so while Paul George, on the other hand, dropped 30 points, leading the Los Angeles Clippers in that category. But Vlad, I'm going to go ahead and get it started off with you. What were your thoughts and takeaways from that final game of the Clippers versus the Lakers? Boy, boy, I knew it was going to be a dogfight. I knew it was going to be a back-and-forth game, even with without the additions of um, Lou Williams and Montrez, because they're, they're in um, quarantine right now. But, um, man... Man, it was a great game. For the first game being back, you know, like like I said, it's, it's funny. Like, it's just really funny because when we first started the NBA season in October, it was the Lakers and the Clippers. Now we're coming back again with the NBA season again. You're starting with the Lakers and the Clippers. But, man, it's it was a great game from start to finish. I can't even lie. I mean, yeah, you know, you feel me? We've been off for three to four months, and there's going to be a little rust. I mean, LeBron wasn't, you know, the same LeBron that, you know, that we know doing – all of the um the scoring buckets and whatnot, but he was doing you know mo- he was facilitating. And one thing that's what I like like about LeBron. If one part of his game is not going well, he's gonna find another part where he can kill you at. And that facilitate facilitating passing the ball, LeBron is, if in my eyes, like the second best passer behind Magic um Magic Johnson. And, and Wait, second, second. Second, yeah, I would say second best. I mean, Ma- I gotta put Magic first now. I I, I, can't, I can't do that, man. Ma- you, 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 Austin. You watch basketball just as just as much as I do. Magic was a great facilitator. He was a great facilitator. Now, come on. I mean, it's it's close though. It's close between them two. But I mean, like I said, if if one thing's not working out for LeBron, he's gonna find another way to kill you. But AD just erupted in that third quarter and gave the Lakers life, man. Cause first half belonged to the Lakers in that third quarter. You know, you feel me? They just started slipping and slipping and slipping. But AD just Took the put the team on his back. He was like, it ain't happening. And the fourth quarter, LeBron was like, okay, it's on me now. Like I, I when I seen that, I was like, okay, now I kind of see a glimpse of Jordan because Jordan, you know, Jordan and Kobe, they was like, it has to go through me. Like I don't care about nobody else. It has to end with me. And I seen that with LeBron, and I was like, if you keep that same mentality, trust me, man. You, I already got you winning. But if you keep that same mentality, who knows what you what you could possibly bring to LA? But Great game overall, though, from both teams. From, from my stance on how I look at it, of course, of course, I'm I'm happy basketball is back. Um, but it was a lot of turnovers. It like just to keep it frank, it was the Clippers had 20 turnovers, the the Lakers had 16 turnovers, and my thing is, 
of course I know I know it's gonna be rusty, but at some point you gotta you know there is a point where you gotta take care of the ball. And I feel as though I feel I really feel as though with Lou Will and Montrez being out, I really feel as though the Lakers should have won by more. Um I, I remember and I know Vlad, I know you've seen this trend. It it doesn't happen a whole lot, but especially when I don't know if it's especially when Le, games LeBron is favored in, but have you ever noticed where it kind of seems in like the first quarter he may be a little passive, you know, and then you know he he, he, he kind of takes him out of his game. Like I know, like like you said, refer back to that first game of the season, the Clippers and the Lakers. You you remember you remember LeBron was trying to get AD involved real early, like he was feeding AD in the post, mm-hmm. and and you know, and to be honest, the Clippers really have nobody and no rim protection, you know, to keep AD from the rim because simply AD is just going to eat all day. That's why he had thirty four points and had a tremendous third quarter, but. I remember I said this on your podcast as well. If you want to go ahead, if you want to go ahead and say the Clippers are a better team than Lakers, they have they're, they're deeper, whatnot. Okay, cool. I'm still going to take the dynamic duo of Anthony Davis and LeBron because that's a two top five combo. And when you put two top five players together, more often than not, it's going to work. And this and this is my thing because Skip Bayless think he's slick. They didn't have they didn't have, they didn't have Blue Will and Montrez Harrell. But guess what? You still had two two top ten players on the court: Paul George. Who was cooking in the third? And you had Kawhi. Look, yeah, Lou. Yeah, Montrez. They was out. But guess what? LeBron had a bad game. So you telling me Clippers still couldn't have won that game as well? And I like to give LeBron credit on this because it's it's been the narrative ever. I don't know. I think I believe it's believe it's been since he left Miami because you know he was a terrific defender in Miami. He would it was in the conversation during, a whole lot during that period for a defensive player of the year. But I had, I have not seen that kind of defense from LeBron in a while. I, I guarantee you that. I've, Vlad, I told you that that was Miami Heat LeBron type defense. I have not seen that kind of defense from LeBron in a minute. Exactly. Yeah, like you said, man. Honestly, I feel like AD has a has a big part to do with that. Because I, I, I do remember reading something that I think AD, I think it was AD or LeBron. One of them said something. I think it was AD who said he's trying to push LeBron, like, you know, to make all defensive team or something like that. And like I said, to lock up not only... Kawhi, but PG, both of two, two of the um the Clippers closers. That that's that's big right there. That that's big right there, man. Especially with the night that PG had him. Mean, PG, like you say, he had thirty. Kawhi was like, well, he had like 28, 27 points that night as well. Yeah, so I mean, they both both two two options that could have easily ended the game and made the Clippers win. And LeBron, you know, subtracted both of those factors right there. So it was a great it was a great game for him. I mean, like I said, he wasn't the LeBron that we know, but. Those play like he did. He he made some plays that definitely stuck out throughout the game. Yeah, and I was, and for me, I was I was definitely kind of happy to see how you know the Lakers are gonna you know correlate together, especially with adding Philly Cheese, Deion Waiters, and you got Jr. Jr. coming off the bench as well. So I was kind of I was kind of happy to kind of see you know how the team was able to build chemistry. You know, during that time instead of just regular you know scrimmage games, it w- it was nice to see that. It was nice to see Deion cooking off the bench. But like I told you during during that stretch, um. I believe, I believe they went through through like a five or six minute stretch where they they didn't score they didn't score a point to start the start the third quarter. Also, that this kind of, this kind of takes me to my point right here. What I, the overall point I want to get to? So, with the Lakers tying the season series with the Clippers at two apiece, has the LA has this LA Clippers LA Lakers rivalry? Is it actually a rivalry or is it just for this season? Oh no, it's a rivalry. No, no. It, I mean, it's been a rivalry since. But before the beginning of the season, until LeBron retires in that Laker uniform, then it won't be a rivalry anymore because it will just be AD. And then I'm pretty sure that PG and Kawhi are going to stay teammates with each other and 
um, with the Clippers. But it's going to be a rivalry, you know, for the time being that LeBron is going to be there. So they're going to meet up with each other, you know, a lot of times before LeBron say, okay, like I'm done, I'm going to hang it up. So there's, you feel me? I have them making a Western Conference final. So it's going to be a lot of battles between these two teams here. I mean, they already meet four times in the regular season. So they'll meet much more in the postseason. So it's definitely a rivalry. So on a on a scale on a scale of one to ten, how how heated is the rivalry? I don't want to over exaggerate it. So heated. Um, I mean, for now, I'll just say it's like you know a six or a seven. And I don't want to say ten because it's not it's not it's not there yet. It, it's definitely not that that's not there yet. That like a ten would be like you know a Michael and a, a Detroit. You feel me? Like some like like you feel me a Chicago or like a New York. That's like a, a heated rivalry right there, but. Six or seven for right now. It's the first year. You know, we just got basketball back. Let's see how the playoffs go in for, you know, how many um and how these rest of these years follow. So a six or a seven. Okay, I know you're getting used to them virtual fans now, huh? I, what I told you. What I told you, Vlad. Man, that thing is whack, man. I, listen, I, try, I tried to give it a try, Austin. I was like, this don't even look right. I mean, I'm happy basketball is back. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm really happy, but... I'm just looking at the screen. I'm like, what is this? I'm, I'm like, yo, y'all might as well just shut off the screen, man. Because I'm like, I'm seeing Dirk. I seen some some former basketball coach. I'm like, what? Is, I, don't, I don't like this at all, man. This virtual fan stuff, I, I don't like this at all, man. But, hey, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to be grateful that basketball is back before, you know, Adam Silver or God come down here and be like, you ain't going to have it no more. So I'm just, I'm just going to take what I get. Oh, uh, man, you're right. Anyway, moving on to some more NBA news. Michael Jordan and the Jordan brand donated or plan to donate $2.5 million to three organizations to combat the black voter suppression. So according to CNN, $1 million is being donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund Incorporation and $1 million to the formerly incarcerated and convicted people and families movement. The Black Votes Matter organization will receive $500,000 according to a statement made by Jordan Brand. So Vlad, let me get your thoughts on this. For me, this is a really big move. And this and why I say this because because I just recently watched the Jordan documentary and I found out I forgot what the guy name was, some black senator or governor that was running and Jordan didn't basically like he didn't like endorse him or, or something like that. You feel me? And the black people like the black community, like they, they didn't like that because you know, for Jordan to be a big basketball player, like and you also black, but you're not endorsing, you know, your fellow black, you know, your black person in the community to, to win the race which he lost unfortunately you know that was they said that that was like the biggest you know mistake of jordan's career and you know for as long as i've known jordan you know i've known that he wasn't really like you know big on political issues and stuff like that which you know i won't bash him about you feel me because there's people who want to speak out and people who don't want to speak out you feel me it's, it's just whether what it's, it's what you want to do you know but you know the fact that these times that we're in like i you know like i constantly say you can't ignore you can't you can't ignore that you feel me it don't matter how much money you have you know what your name is you know what you know what weight it carries it at the end of the day if you're a black man you feel me and you're in a position to at least like, you know, make a difference. Then I feel like that you should make you should make a difference. I'm not going to tell you get up on the stage and, you know, speak on a political issue because I don't want you feel me. Not everybody's educated about a certain situation. That's that's understandable. But do in some way, somehow you have to, you know, you have to support it some way, somehow, because at the end of the day, we're all we're, we're all trying to be one here. We're all part of a community. And for Jordan to do that on um, what you um all of the stuff that you just said. I'm proud of him. Honestly, I am, because like you just said, we've never known him to be a political person. 
and he he's openly stated that himself too but for him to do this move i'm proud of jordan i, I am and also quick point of order the commitment is part of a 10 is part of a hundred million dollar 10-year pledge that they announced on june 5th but just to highlight some of jordan's you no know, what he what he's done within the community even though it might not have been publicly put out there according to the nba he made a multi-million dollar donation to the friends of the children friends of the children in support of the organization's national expansion campaign and the work in charlotte and chicago back in 2018 he also donated $2 million to relief efforts in the wake of Hurricane Florence in the form of $1, $1 million each to the American Red Cross and the Foundation for Carolinas in the Hurricane Florence Respond Fund. And he also donated $7 million to the Novant Held Michael Jordan Family Clinics in Charlotte and a list of a whole lot more, which I could go on and on and on. So even though it might not be made public, Jordan does do a whole lot behind, you know, in private and like you said, even referencing to the to the last dance where he, you know, didn't show support to Harvey Gant, who was, of course, of course, running in North Carolina. Just by looking at it, you could tell Jordan's personality was something that was so, of someone that was, you know, more so on the private side who like to keep his business private. And that that's all respectable and good. But like you said, not not to harp on it too much because that's in the past. But, you know, he you, you should have shown shown more support, you know, to your fellow African-American. He should have used that platform back then, you know, at least to show his support. Like, right, if he doesn't win, okay, that's fine. But Michael Jordan at that point and what he was doing, you know, being a young player in the league with a whole lot of pizzazz and a clout during that time, that really could have helped him. He was like, he was, Jordan was was the biggest face back then. And honestly, I feel like if Jordan would have endorsed him some way, somehow, he would have won that race. I honestly feel like he would have, he would have won that race, but I mean, like I said, it's in the past now. You feel me? That was like way. That was before we was born. So I can't even really like you know, feel me like speak on that. But like I said, I mean, I'm not gonna. You know, I don't expect you know people to you know step up to the front and center and just like you feel me like you know speak on it because like I said, not everybody's comfortable with it, and I'm okay with that. But in some way, somehow, especially if you're a part of the black community, I feel like you know you should do something to support the movement at the end of the day because. You know, yes, are we all different people? Yes, we have different personalities, different tastes, different likes, whatever. But at the end of the day, we're all the same color and we're all fighting for the same thing, which is equality. So some way, somehow you have to you have to support the movement, the movement some way, somehow. That That's just how I feel about it personally. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys are still tuning in to Austin D Radio with Mr. Vladimir Cadet. You guys can find his podcast title Take a Chance Podcast on Spotify and other streaming platforms. You guys ever thought about starting your own podcast? What better time than now? While most people see it as a tall task, Bustrop makes starting a podcast easier than ever before. Trust me, I was scared to start my podcast too, but it has easily been the best decision I have ever made. Bustrop offers you the proper tools to launch a professional podcast and have your episodes listed to all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, and many more. You will also have a professional-looking website for your podcast with features including audio players that drop into other websites, detailed stats to see how people are listening to your shows, tools to promote your episodes, and much more. Buzzsprout will be committed to helping you succeed in the podcast journey as they upload weekly blogs, videos, and resources to help you navigate the ins and outs of podcasting. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, go to the link listed in the show notes. It lets Buzzsprout know that your boy Austin D sent you and helps support the show. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Now moving on to some more NBA news. According to SportsIllustrated.com, the NBA might have to utilize another bubble atmosphere for the 2020-21 NBA season, according to NBA Player Association Director Michelle Roberts. So, Vlad, what are your thoughts on this and, you know, 
the overall concept of possibly resuming next season in a bubble type atmosphere? Um, honestly, you have. If it has to come down to that, then I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I mean, of course, I would. I'm, I, I'm not gonna lie. I do miss the fans because you feel me. That's that's the original thing, and that's what we used to. And fans, you know, they bring a different type of atmosphere to the building. But we don't know the state that we're gonna be in. You know, we don't know how long this virus is gonna last for. And at the end of the day, your health is more important. And I don't want nobody risking, you know their lies or or jeopardizing, you know, other people's lies, you know, trying to catch this virus or whatnot. So, I mean, if we have to play in the, like, if they have to play in the bubble next year, at the end of the day, you know, you feel me? It's all, you know, it's like, I've always, you know, been saying like, you know, better safe than sorry, you know? So, you know, the health is always important. You feel me? like basketball will always be around, but you only live life once. So if that's what it has to come down to, then that that's okay. But I mean, if we're in a better state, you know, maybe they can start limiting fans and letting fans back in the building. Because, like I said, it, it just brings a different type of atmosphere. And, you know, those guys, they feed off the, the crowd's energy, as we've seen it from, you know, way from when the basketball even started. But, yeah, yeah. it's just, you know, like I said, better safe than sorry. So if that's what it has to come down to, then hey, so be it. Like I said, I won't say anything before God say something else and try and take basketball away again. Because, like I said, I was suffering those four months without it. So I'm just going to take what I can get and just be grateful for it. Now, when I look at it, I think, honestly, this is probably one of the only ways that next season can resume, albeit I am concerned about, you know, some of the smaller teams and how they're going to recoup, recuperate some of that money. You know, how, how they're how they going to feed that because you definitely can't, you know, funnel arenas with the COVID-19 pandemic going on. And according to CNN and the NBA, the latest NBA report, there have been zero out of the 344 players in the bubble who tested positive for the COVID-19 um, virus since since July 20th. So just seeing that and you see how you see how other sports leagues are, are kind of adopting that, you know, that same ideal. Right. That they're kind of, you know, compiling that same idea where, OK, if we get it in a bubble, you know, that lowers the chances of, you know, COVID-19, you know, possibly reaching or infecting one of our players or or staff or whatnot. So I definitely think NBA fans NBA players going to get used to this, um, especially for the foreseeable future. That nothing, not that there's anything wrong with it, but you know, just to protect you, to protect the players and everybody else that's in the bubble. I think this is only, really, the only legit way to go when you're talking about resuming next season. And it's like, just like you said, man. Adam, you got to give Adam Silver credit, man. This, he is literally the best commissioner of sports right now. Honestly, in my eyes, I mean, because we've seen that that outbreak that baseball had with the Miami Marlins, how much cases they had. They had to cancel their game. You feel me? And then they, they sent out a news report saying for them to, you know, take better precautions or they're just going to cancel the baseball season itself. But Adam Silver, I give him credit and the NBA, you know, I give I give the association credit. I give I just give all of those guys credit because they actually sat there and thought and you feel me, they, they detailed it out. It wasn't, you know, quick to rush back and say, OK. That's what we're going to do. We're going to see if it works. If it doesn't, we're going to try again. No, they sat there. They thought about it. They, you know, they discussed it amongst each other. They made, they planned it out basically. And, you know, it's, he does, he deserves a lot of credit, man. He's honestly like the best GM in sports right now. Adam Silver is, he, he, he that dude. But man, anyway, going on to the last topic of the regular round. So going, going back to some more basketball in terms of the Western Conference standings, with some of the teams that's clinging on, especially trying to get into the playoffs and some of those playoff uh, tournament games, you got the Grizzlies at number eight. You got the Blazers at the ninth seed, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns. Uh, what the Spurs? The Suns didn't get invited. The Suns didn't get invited, did they? 
I don't think so. Well, no, they they did. They did. I forgot. No, they did. They did. Yeah, they did. Because they, they did they play right. the other day. Correct. That's Correct. true. So, of course, you know, some of the teams at the top, especially like the Lakers, the Clippers, Nuggets, I believe, no, I, I'm not, well, not so much, more so just the Lakers and the Clippers. But three through eight, that's, that's where the, that's where the real discussion starts. So, for all intents and purposes, for the eight seed, who do you see nagging that eight seed? And who would you like to see in a playing tournament game? Or who do you predict is going to be in that playing tournament game? And who's going to get that HC going in? Man, I'm looking at it. I see Grizzlies 8, Blazers 9, Spurs 10, Pelicans mm. 11, Kings, and um, the Suns follow right behind it. Honestly, man, to get that 8 seed, I got to go with the Blazers, man. I don't know if the I don't know if the Grizzlies can hold on. That's the thing. I don't know. If, I mean, they're 32 and 34, you feel me? They have a couple of games above all of these teams, but... I don't know if they can hold on, though. That's the thing. Like, the Blazers, they're a playoff team. They have that playoff experience. They've been there before. You feel I mean? The Grizzlies, of course, yeah, they made a couple of postseason runs, but it's just like taking jaw over Dame. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the sound of that, man. I, I don't. I really don't like the, the sound of that. Like, some way, somehow, I feel like the Blazers will sneak their way into the playoffs. Because I feel like it'll be a better matchup if I see the Lakers and the Blazers rather than the Lakers and the, the Grizzlies. Now, now, what it is you want? You want to see LeBron night at the first round, but I'm not. I'm not going to harp on that. No, 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 no. LeBron is definitely not getting out. LeBron is going to make it all the way to the finals, man. I already, I'm sticking by it, man. I ain't not switching that decision at all. I, see, you took it there. I, I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. But, but anyway, I saw you reference the Trailblazers. You know, making getting that final eight spot out in the West. So, of course, the other day. That was a good game that went to overtime where the Blazers defeated the Grizzlies 140 to 135. Um, Carmelo dropped in 21, Dame dropped in 29, CJ dropped in 33. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've really been hearing this a lot, especially from a lot of NBA experts. Um, you know, be careful the Blazers possibly getting that eighth spot because you know that now they got now they got Nurkic back. Um and they got Zach Collins, you know, controlling that big man spot as well. Uh like you said, Vlad, I don't, you know. And this is just because of Dame, because for me, other outside of that one game, excuse me, outside of that one game, um, I believe it was game seven. It was it was Portland at Denver last year. I know you remember this game where C- CJ showed up big time. I'll give it that. Uh, when Dame was cold and he, Dame was cold, couldn't make a shot. You know, they started double teaming and throwing different types of defenses at him. I, I, I would say CJ showed up in that game, but I'm not going to put all my money. I'm not going to put my stock. I'm not going to put my investment into CJ showing up every single night in a playoff series. Um the only reason I'll say that series might go five games and, and maybe six depending on, you know, you know, how much A D and LeBron really play since they got that real number one seed locked up out in the West. Um I, I could see it really really going five games. I I mean just Dame alone, I, I gotta give Dame one game off of that. But I I would be surprised to see Melo and how he responds, you know, how everybody's been down him out. And for all y'all out there, put some respect on my boy Melo name. Melo really been balling this year, showing y'all Hey, y'all! Should, y'all really should have picked me up. Now y'all starting to regret it, huh? Skinny mellow, skinny mellow. Man, you you funny, Vlad. What? How you gonna call my man skinny mellow? Hey, he did lose weight though, man. I'm, I'm just saying, but he looks good though, man. Like you said, put some respect on Mellow's name because everybody basically called, like you know, counted him out, and he's he's balling. Hey, it's, it's still Carmelo Anthony at the end of the day. You feel me? It's not it's not New York or Denver, Carmelo, but it's still Carmelo. You're right, and I'm surprised you didn't say this team. Um, you're talking about the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I know there was a recent report that that came out talking about um, him possibly being pissed because he didn't he didn't you know get enough playing time in the first game. We only played 15 minutes against the Utah Jazz. 
So why didn't you choose the New Orleans Pelicans? And, and real quick before you go, I personally, I choose the I choose the Trailblazers as well, just because I don't like you said you brought up that Dame Jaw dynamic. I trust Dame right now more than I trust Jaw, and that's not a knock against Jaw, but when it comes to playoffs, that's a different level. That's a different type of intensity when you're talking about the playoffs. But go ahead and and uh, why why t- go ahead and tell me why you didn't choose the Pelicans to get that A spot? Because I mean they're like you know like I said from before I mean why they're restricting Zion from playing and just to give a quick update they're losing to the Clippers right now at halftime seventy seven to forty five. Oh lord! I'm, yeah, exactly. Like no man, in order for the Pelicans like because in order for the Pelicans to make it, you have to play Zion. You can't restrict him. I wouldn't say play the full forty eight minutes now. That's that's completely like you know like absurd like because i know he you feel me i don't want i don't want to put that pressure on his body but you need to have him out there when it matters most and i feel like the pelicans they're not they're not doing that right now in that interview he wasn't he didn't look happy to be honest he just really seemed upset that he wasn't out there with his brothers like competing and fighting in that jazz game even though it was close they only lost by two but still like you can tell that zion wanted to be out there and i just feel like you know what this Minutes restriction is going to hurt them in the long run, and they're going to miss out on the playoffs. Exactly, and you're, t- and you're and you're talking about those games where you know you're battling for that eighth spot. And like I told you on your podcast, you do do you or do you not want to make the playoffs? It just simply comes down to that one question: Do you or do you not? Exactly, it's who wants it. Exactly, because if we just look at the Pelicans, they they have a team of the future. Where you got Brandon Ingram, you know. All signs pointed they're gonna they're gonna sign him to a good contract. You got Lonzo, you got Drew Holiday, you got Zion, you got Jackson Hayes. That's a name that doesn't get mentioned a lot. Jackson Hayes is a good rim protector, good floor runner as well. So when and you got JJ Reddick to kind of round out, you know, give him that veteran leadership as well. So you know when you're, when you're talking about that, they they have a team of future. It, it's just a matter of fact. Do you guys want to make the playoffs or do you not? It, it comes down to that simple question. But Vlad, guess what, man? It is our favorite round of the podcast that is right somebody ring the alarms it is the fire round so real quick before we go ahead and get started i do want to give a shout out to jason tatum and shaquille o'neal as they did launch a hashtag my starting five campaign on twitter which encourages encourages their followers you know to pick five people to mention other five people as well so it, it kind of keeps the trend going it's, it's to get people out there and you know to get them to vote so that that's something that you know i definitely commend them on but Vlad, you remember how last week I told you um, in the Player Tribune article where J. Cole was possibly mentioning a return to the, uh, not mentioning return, but a, a possible run to the NBA hardwood, right? Yes, sir. So there was a recent um, Puma ad that that aired a couple days ago. Um, J. Cole released his, released his signature shoe with Puma. Um, the Dreamer, the RS, I believe it's the RS Dreamer. It had um, rapper Master P um, narrating it while J. Cole was, you know, kind of doing some basketball moves in the background so i want to get your answer on this if j cole was to make the league and and i'm I'm talking seriously if j cole was to make a run at the nba what team would he fit perfect for honestly i would hate to say this but the only reason why i'm seeing this team is because i see that him and this this guy are close friends with each other um i think i think he does play for the dennis smith jr he played for the knicks right Correct. That's the only reason why I'm saying the Knicks is because of Dennis Smith Jr. Because of the relationship that they have, that close relationship, I feel like he would go over there and, and play with them if he was to come to the league, you feel me? And can J. Cole make a difference? I mean, I wouldn't say he's going to take them on a, on a winning streak now, you feel me? I wouldn't say that, but I feel like J. Cole could go out there and get some get some buckets, you know, come off the bench and provide, you know, a little 
a little spark here and there. Why not? You feel me? Like I said, him, Dennis Smith, RJ, Julius Randle. You feel me? Why? Why not? That, that would be that would be fun to watch. That, that would be nice. But I only pick New York Knicks because it, I see the relationship that him and Dennis Smith Jr. have. So that that's my pick if he was to get picked into the league. Uh, for me, um, and all for all serious intent and purposes, I do not see J Cole making an NBA roster. But just playing a hypothetical game, if he was to make an NBA roster. I could definitely see him see him playing for his hometown team, um, well the close team to his hometown with with the you know Charlotte Hornets. So that's definitely something I could see him you know kind of like you said he's a lifetime fitness all star at best you know when he's in the gym you know playing against scrubs. But like like I'm not just gonna simply disrespect the NBA game as well. But to kind of you know have that nice backcourt with him and Devontae Graham and may, maybe even Terry Rozier you know somebody's gonna have to come off the bench right, but. Just kind of see how, you know, he would fit in that backcourt. That's something that would definitely be exciting. So, yeah, but realistically, I do not see him making an NBA team. But it, if I was, you know, just playing a hypothetical game, I would say it would be the Charlotte Hornets. But, Vlad, on to our last topic of the fire round. So how about on August 1st, Kevin Durant dropped 66 points at the record. And for those who are wondering, when, when when did this happen? It was 2011. It was during the during the NBA lockout short season. It's before they started resuming play. So Vlad, can I get you know res- your response real quick and you know kind of you know just going back and kind of reliving that moment in history where you know Katie just pulled up the record and just just kept firing and pulling up behind the three point line. I know those guys were were looking sick out there. It's first of all, it's Kevin Durant. That's a professional basketball player. You feel me? I don't care, like, if, if I was to verse Kevin Durant one-on-one or, you feel me, on a pickup game, I'm not guarding you. I'm just going to keep it blatant, blatant, blatantly honest. Like, I'm watch, I am watch you on TV. I see what you can do in the league, you feel me? Like, even if I am guarding you, you're either going to blow past me, you're going to shoot over me because I'm going to let it be known I'm 5'9". KD is what, 6'10"? Se- legit 7'0". Seven 7'0". Seven, oh, seven so... If I jump, I won't even I won't my my hand won't even graze the ball. But <laughs> for Katie to pull up and drop sixty six points at Rucker Park, that man is a walking bucket, man. Katie is one of the greatest players of our time, and he will go down as one of the greatest players in this um in NBA history when his time is done. Just watching that, like, cause I seen it on your Instagram story, and I was just like, it brought me back, man. I was like, wow, like this man, he really came and dropped sixty six points at Rucker Park. Congrats to him, man, for real, definitely. And and real quick before we go ahead and wrap it up, Jay, like, I'm just going to keep it like this. KD, and I don't think I ever told anybody this story ever before, but growing up, you know, seeing seeing KD who, you know, kind of seeing KD grow into the, the person who he is, you know, two-time champion, two-times finals MVP, I believe four-time scoring champion as well. It's it's definitely been nice for, you know, kind of see him grow as a player as well, especially that game at Rucker Park, you know, it's one thing, you know, just to pull up there, but when you put, I don't think a lot of people understand when you pull up the Rucker Park, you know, and you pull up to these, you know, historical, you know, street ball courts, you better put on a show if, you, especially if you're an NBA player, you better put on a show. And um, you know, before KD went and joined the Warriors back in 2016, which completely ruined my, you know, my whole experience throughout high school because I already I already knew I'm like, okay, the NBA season's over. But up until that point, KD was really my second favorite behind, second favorite player behind LeBron. Then I had Russ, and then I had Jimmy Butler. You know. Just players that I know is gonna give it to me, all right. So you know now, you know now that he's moved on from Golden State, he is my, he is my second favorite player again. Because honestly, when it's all said and done, people could hate on him now, you know, for him joining that super team. But guess what? When we look back on it, you know, 15, 20 years from now, we're gonna be like, yo, 
KD might have been the best scorer of all time. He might not lead. The, he might not lead the league. You know, overall, you know, historical context. You know, in terms of points scored in most of NBA history, but just the fact that he gets easy buckets and he's a seven footer, but has handles like a guard. That's a that's a rarity in the NBA. You can't. You you got You got to give credit where credit is due, man. And you got to respect the game. You got to. I'm right there with you. When he joined the Warriors, that messed me up too. Like I ain't gonna lie, I didn't like that move at all. I still don't. But at the end of the day. That doesn't take away from what I see from Kevin Durant on a night in and night out basis at all. I got Vlad. Mr. Vladimir Cadet is in the building. Yes, sir, man. We got to sign out. You guys can also follow his podcast on Spotify and other streaming platforms titled Take a Chance Podcast. Vlad, thank you again for jumping on my podcast, man. Maybe next time you have a good chance of beating me. That, 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 that's how we that's how we do it now. That, that's how you gonna lie about it, man. Hey, hey, man, I got I got I got to give the people something good to listen to, man. Hey, you're right, man. You're right. Hey, but thank you though, man. Thank you for having me on once again, man. Hey, you sounding real professional though. I, ain't gonna, I got it. I just had to say that again, man, because when you talking like I just hear you talking like, yo, my dog sound professional. Hey, it it, t- it take me back to the fam you days, huh? Yeah, I miss them days, man. I, I miss them. Them days not gonna be the same no more. But thank you for having me again. Make sure you tune into that Lakers game at eight thirty against the Raptors, man. Don't don't miss that. Yes, sir. Again, Mr. Vladimir Cadet, thank you for joining me. Peace. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Austin D here. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Austin D Radio. If you guys would like to catch up on any of the previous episodes, you guys can go to your Apple Podcast, Spotify, or any other streaming platform app and type in Austin D Radio. Also, you guys can find me on Instagram at underscore just Austin D. And remember, Austin D Radio is home of all trending NBA news.